0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Pilates Elephants. Great to be here with you. I'm Raphael Bender. Today I want to discuss the seemingly relatively simple question, is Legree Pilates? But the more I thought about this, the more I've realized it's actually a very complex question. TLDR, you're probably going to leave this episode with more questions than answers. So this was inspired by a post I saw on Instagram uh, by the Pilates nerd, shout out to Pilates nerd, um, which had one of those guys with the cardboard sign saying, (laughs) stop calling Legree Pilates. Oh, Legree is not Pilates or something like that. And um, it got me thinking. I thought, well, that's, you know, I wonder, you know, What makes something Pilates? Now, I have to say, dear listener, that I'm not particularly interested in Legree. And um, I'm more interested, really, in the question underneath this, which, which is what makes something Pilates or what makes something not Pilates? So the more I thought about this, the more I realized that Well, let me start at the start. What is Legree? Now, like I said, I don't have a lot of interest in Legree, not because I don't think it's great or anything. I just, it's not something I've ever um, had any experience of. I've only seen it on the internet. Uh, But uh, from what I've seen on the internet, (laughs) Legree is a system of movement that is done on what they call a megaformer, which looks Pretty similar to a reformer, but not the same as a reformer. It's similar to a reformer in that it's got a carriage that slides up and down. It's got a foot bar and a foot platform. It's got straps. The difference is that it also has another foot platform at the other end. So it's got a foot platform and a foot bar at each end of the reformer. What's well, not a reformer, it's a mega, mega former. And so that's the difference in the equipment. And the difference in the Legree method that they advertise is that the movements are done very, very slowly. And it's, they say it's not just about core strength, it's about the whole body strength, including core, arms, legs. And it's about strength and endurance and flexibility. Now, when I read that, I think, well, Pilates is about strength and endurance and flexibility. And you can move slow in Pilates. So how does that make it different? So, you know, so that's, you know, that's that's kind of my bare bones uh, understanding of what Legree is. And, you know, when I thought about this, I thought, well, you know, okay, is Legree Pilates? And then I thought, well, who gets to say if if Legree is Pilates? That's probably the more important question. Who gets to make that decision. So I think probably the first thing that I've realized in thinking about this question is, well, the most important question is not what is Pilates and what is not Pilates, it's who gets to decide what's Pilates and what's not Pilates. And that is such a difficult question to answer. Bear with me. How how do you define Pilates? You know, if you are you saying in your head right now, well, it's a system of movement, you know, created by Joseph Pilates. Well, great. Well, he created a system of movement that he called Contrology, and it was vigorous whole body movement. He used lots of instructions in his original uh, work, Return to Life through Contrology. Uh, he uses instructions like elbows locked, knees locked multiple times, you know, dozens of times in that book. You see that you read the phrase knees locked. Uh, yet in much Pilates now, in, you know, a lot of classical Pilates, a lot of contemporary Pilates, I see people and hear people queuing, soften the knees, soften the elbows. So, okay, that's different to what joseph pilates created so if pilates is a system of exercises created by joseph pilates and he said two dozen times in return to life lock your knees lock your elbows well if we are instructing people to soften their knees and elbows that's not really the system that joseph created so is that not pilates but i mean surely most people would agree that classical pilates is pilates so alright, so classical Pilates is not exactly the same thing that Joseph created. It's a little bit different. You know it's substantially the same, but there there are multiple differences. So to say, you know, what is Pilates and then to answer, well, Pilates is a system of exercise created by Joseph Pilates, all right, but then we have to add in and evolutions of that system. <laughs> Because classical Pilates is an evolution of the original contrology system created by Joseph Pilates. It evolved. You know, it progressed. People came in and they added their own things to it. And in fact, the principles of Pilates, those six famous principles, you know, control, centering, breath, precision, all of that flowing movement, etc they weren't part of Contrology. They were introduced later as part of the classical era, after Joseph died. So the principles of Pilates are not even Pilates, if we say that Pilates is a system of movement created by Joseph Pilates. So I think most people would agree that the principles of Pilates are part of Pilates. Now, I'm not here to say they are or they aren't, but Uh, Again, I'm really interested in this question, like, well, how do we decide what's Pilates and what's not Pilates? Well, plainly, if we're going to, unless we're going to say classical Pilates is not Pilates, and that just seems ridiculous, well, then we have to expand our definition of Pilates from a system of exercises created by Joseph Pilates to a system of exercises created by Joseph Pilates and evolutions of that system further developments of that system all right so classical pilates is pilates the principles of pilates are pilates under that definition so what about contemporary pilates which is an evolution of classical pilates so it's now it's now an evolution of an evolution it's two generations from the original contrology created by joseph you know so now in in contemporary pilates we often aren't using those six Pilates principles. We're using biomechanical principles, pelvic stabilization, breathing, you know, thoracic placement, scapular stability, etc. And we're doing a lot of partial exercises. We're talking about muscle activation. Joseph specifically said in his book, Return to Life, Pilates is not for this or that pet set of muscles, but the uniform development of the body as a whole, you know, whole body movement. And so now we're into isolating individual muscles. Again, not a criticism, but, like it's not the same thing as what Joseph created. So it's not the system created by Joseph Pilates. Now it's evolved to a point where in some ways it's unrecognizable. We're, we've gone from whole vigorous whole body movement to very small, gentle movements focusing on isolating individual muscles and body parts, right? The polar opposite, so is that still Pilates? I think most people would agree that contemporary Pilates is Pilates. So, in that case, we have to if, if we believe that contemporary Pilates is Pilates, and we're trying to f- scratch our head and figure out, okay, well, what is a definition of Pilates that includes <laughs> Joseph's contrology plus classical plus contemporary, right? Well, we have to expand our our definition a little further again. So, you know. Now, now we have to say something like Pilates is a, uh, exercise, is a system of exercise based upon or derived from a system originally created by Joseph Pilates. Because now the system is kind of different because we're, we're focusing on muscle activation and pelvic stability. It's like that was never part of the original system. So we've introduced a new different focus. Again, not a criticism, just an observation that these things are different. And so then we get to, say, fitness Pilates, where we're on a mat, maybe, and we're doing you know mat Pilates, we're doing roll-ups and hundreds and things, but then we're doing maybe some bird dogs, not part of the original system of Pilates. Or we do some mountain climbers, or some squats, or some lunges, not part of the original system of Pilates. So now we're introducing exercises that weren't part of the original repertoire. You know, where classical, uh, they introduced a few extra exercises, like the series of five, like um, the crisscross, and the straight single leg stretch, the straight double leg stretch. They weren't part of Joseph's original uh, contrology, 34 exercises. They were added on later. But now we're introducing whole exercises which aren't even really part of the sequence, you know, mountain climbers and squats and lunges. So, you know, is that still Pilates? Or what about if we jump on a reformer and we're doing fitness Pilates and we know we're doing some, you know, we're doing some Pilates moves, maybe we're doing long stretch, front splits, side splits, but then we're doing things like scooters and push-ups and planks and, you know ballistic carriage rowing, uh, pushing, you know, like standing astride the, the reformer, pushing the carriage in and out, plyometrically. Is that Pilates? Well, I think there could, you know, we, we could sit down over a pizza and have a long conversation about that and there'd be intelligent, well-intentioned people on both sides of that discussion. But if we... We're going to say that that is Pilates. Well, we'd have to expand our our definition even further and say that Pilates is a system of exercises based on a system created by Joseph Pilates and slash or using the equipment similar to that created by Joseph Pilates. Because modern reformers aren't the same as the original. In Pilates' equipment, the, the, the original reformers that Joseph used, the Gratz equipment, you know, they're very, very similar in many ways. They've got all the same parts, a carriage, a footbar, springs, straps, all of the rest of it. But there are significant differences as well. So our definition becomes looser and looser and looser. So, you know, so then, you know, so we get back to this point of, all right, all right, so if broadly speaking, I would say, I'm, I'm guessing – dear listener, but I'm guessing that most of us would agree that classical Pilates is Pilates. Most of us would agree that contemporary Pilates is Pilates. Some of us would agree that fitness Pilates is Pilates and others would probably disagree. And I love you either way, whichever side of that you fall on. And so should the fitness Pilates people have a seat at the table? Like if we were you know, deciding like, okay, is Lagree Pilates, right? Just say you're the Legree teachers right? Can we particularly bring it back to Lagree? Just say the Lagree teachers want to join our Pilates club, right? And we have to decide whether to let them in. We have to decide like, is Legree Pilates? If you teach Lagree, can you be a member of the Pilates teachers club? All right. Well, who makes the decision? Who makes that decision? It's plainly, it's not just like one person who gets to make this, we don't, you know, have like a Pilates dictator who just says what's Pilates and what's not Pilates. So there'd have to be some kind of a representative body, right? you know, we'd have some people from the classical world and some people from the contrology world and some people from the contemporary world, and they'd all get together and, you know, have learned discussions and, and decide, you know, what is the definition of Pilates, but who gets to decide Who's on the representative body? Because if the job of the representative body is to decide what is Pilates and what isn't Pilates, well, the representative body is supposed to represent all the different styles of Pilates, but we don't know what Pilates is because that's what the representative body is supposed to decide. (laughs) So who gets to decide who's on the representative body? You know, don't the fitness people get a go at being on the representative body? I mean, like if we're deciding that, you know, the representative body gets to decide what's Pilates, right? And we say, okay, only contrology, classical and and contemporary people get on the representative body. So by definition, by default, we're kind of saying, well, fitness Pilates isn't Pilates because if it was Pilates, they would have a seat on that representative body of saying who who decides what's Pilates, right? So we're saying, okay, Contrology folk, classical folk, and contemporary folk, you get together and decide what's Pilates, but fitness people, you don't get to be part of that discussion. We're basically saying fitness Pilates isn't Pilates, right? Because if we have a an, a discussion about, you know, is fitness Pilates Pilates or not? Well, I would say that more often than not, you know, maybe I'm wrong here, but my guess is more often than not, Classical and contemporary people would probably err on the side of saying, no, it's not Pilates. I'm not saying that's everyone in the classical or contemporary world, but my guess is the majority would probably say that. Whereas in the fitness Pilates world, I'm saying, I think probably most of the people who think fitness Pilates is Pilates are people who do fitness Pilates, right? So if you don't let the fitness Pilates people be on the representative body who decides what Pilates is well the representative body is going to decide that fitness Pilates is not Pilates right so it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy there by not letting them on you guarantee virtually that they're not going to get on so who decides who gets to be on the representative body right see this is like turtles all the way down (laughs) So, you know, I mean, is Pilates like a language of movement? I heard, you know, I, when I spoke with Benjamin Degenhardt many years ago, he said to me that he considers Pilates a language of movement. And, you know, as you practice, you gain fluency, you know, and the exercises are, you know, the, the letters and the words, and you, and you, you come to articulate your, in, in, in yourself using those you know, those letters and words, and you, you become expert at the grammar. Okay, and Pilates is, is a language of movement. I really love that metaphor. However, you know, if we're using that metaphor, well, language evolves. You know, the, lang- the English of Shakespeare's time is not the same as the English of the 21st century. You know, the English of a thousand years ago is essentially unrecognizable. You know, most of us could not understand it. Words change, and the the language evolves naturally. And, you know, contrary to, you know, what a lot of people believe in English, dictionaries don't... uh, mandate the meaning of words, instead they simply reflect the current meaning of words. So whatever, however the word is uh, commonly used, the dictionary will be updated to reflect that. So dictionaries get updated all the time. Otherwise we would still be using the 1750... Edition of the Oxford English Dictionary, right? It's way out of date now, right? The, thou, and thine, and all of that. Okay, the language evolves, and so the people who, you know, try to police the English language and say, oh, you know, shouldn't use an apostrophe in its when it's a possessive, and whatever. Like, yeah, that is technically correct, but it's the language is evolving. A lot of people are not using that apostrophe; are using that apostrophe. Right. And so at some future date, it'll be in the dictionary and that'll be the normal usage of the word is my prediction. You know, language evolves over time. So just like Pilates, you know, Pilates has evolved over time. And the Pilates of today, whether it is classical Pilates or contemporary Pilates, is not the same as the Pilates of 1965 when Joseph was teaching in his gym in New York. And the further into the future we go, you know, just like the language, the, the English language of, you know, 400 years ago is very different to the language of today and would be, you know, most of us would have some degree of difficulty in understanding it. I mean, if you've ever gone to see a Shakespeare play in the original, you know, it's, you know, it, it's not uh, impossible to understand, but you, you have to work a little bit harder. Cognitively, right? And if you go and watch a Chaucer play from like the 12th century, I think, that becomes quite hard to understand. So, you know, at some point, if we use this metaphor for language, and I think it is a great metaphor because Pilates has evolved, is evolving. You know, we're watching it, we're witnessing it evolve. You know, it started evolving the second it was created. Joseph evolved it. You know, the way he taught in the 1960s at the end of his career was different to the way that he taught in the 1940s. You know, many of the Pilates elders have said that he taught exercises differently at different stages of his career and had different, different, he taught exercise differently to different people. You know, and that's why, you know, Romana's version of the exercise was different to Jay Grimes' version of the exercise, for example. Yeah, you know, maybe Joseph actually taught it to them differently because he taught them at different times. So you know, Pilates is evolving, you know, and some of that evolution has already happened, right? And just like in the English language, you know, we don't consider, you know, not like in we don't consider using you as a singular word, you know, y o u as a singular. We don't consider that to be incorrect anymore, but 400 years ago you was only used for, as a plural you know thee and thou was the singular and you was the plural and so now we consider thee and thou to be kind of archaic and outdated and you is a normal and correct you know usage when talking uh, you know in the second person singular and in the same way, in Pilates, some of the things that Joseph did we now consider archaic and outdated, and some of the things that were introduced after he died, we now consider, you know, like for instance, the Pilates principles. We consider them to be the normal and correct, you know, way of doing things in many cases. So Pilates is evolving, and but but many of these, ev- you know, part of his evolution is in the past, right? It evolved. <laughs> In the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s, it evolved in the past. And those things that evolved in the past are now, you know, they now seem established like they've always been that way, but they haven't always been that way. And those things that are evolving right in front of our eyes right now, like fitness Pilates and like Legree, they seem, you know, they're like people using a possessive apostrophe. (laughs) Incorrect. (laughs) But... You know, four hundred years ago, someone saying "you" as the as the second person singular that was that was incorrect, right? Now it's correct. So, you know, in in two decades, will will the Legree people <laughs> be saying, "Oh, well, everybody knows Legree is Pilates, but is whatever the next thing is, is that Pilates?" Right? Because. 50 years ago, we could have had this conversation and said, well, everyone knows Contrology is legit. Okay, but what about this brand new fandangled classical stuff? That's not real Pilates. <sighs> uh, okay, no, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I'm not saying I don't think classical is Pilates, dear listener. Please don't get angry. Um, all right, so, you know, it really, really is a difficult question to get the bottom of it, um, you know, to get to the bottom of. You know, I mean, even if we go back to, like, the, the equipment, right? So if we're using the equipment, well, you know, like I said before, Joseph worked on original Gratz equipment. Okay, so we've now got, you know, balanced body and whatever, which is, you know, amazing equipment, love balanced body equipment. But it's not exactly the same as what Joseph used. Okay, and if we go to, like, you know, other brands, you know, again, I love my Stop Pilates Reformer, but not the same as a Gratz Reformer. Uh, and if we then go to something like, you know, okay, so the Legree Megaformer, okay, that's another step, you know, like it's got two foot platforms, <laughs> two foot bars, it's a symmetrical, it's like a push me, pull you. Okay, so it's, it's it looks a bit different, right? But much of the function is the same. It's got a sliding platform, it's got a foot bar, it's got a uh, platform, it's got a, a fixed platform at the end, it's got straps, etc. Right? So it's not Pilates, but all right, but what about the Bassy um, you know, armchair barrel set? You know, if you haven't seen that, just go Google it, right? It's like a ladder barrel with an arc barrel on top and a reformer box in front of it with springs attached to it. <laughs> it's a really weird and wonderful looking contraption, right? And it kind of looks Pilates-like because it's made of wood and beautiful plush fabric and all the, you know, it's round and all of those, you know, nice, it's aesthetically very beautiful. But it's certainly not any of the pieces of equipment Joseph designed. It's not even, I would say it's it's further removed from Joseph's design than the megaformer is. Right? Again, that's not a criticism. It's just, in my view, that's that's reality. And so is that not Pilates? I mean, I think most of us would agree that BASI is Pilates. So, you know, so it's so hard to define. What about an oove? Is an oove Pilates or toning balls, mini stability balls? Joseph never used those. You know, are they not Pilates? There's no equivalent of those in, you know, the original Contrology. So, dear listener, we come back to... The seemingly simple question, but in fact, the very difficult question (laughs) of, you know, is Legree Pilates? And really, for me, the more I think about it, the harder it is to answer. What even is Pilates? So like I said, I'm going to leave you probably with more questions than answers. And uh, I'd love it. (laughs) If you wanted to join in the conversation, you can uh, DM me on Instagram. You'll find my uh, link in the show notes for this episode. And much love. And I'll see you in the next one. After two exercise science degrees and over a decade and a half of reading research daily, I've condensed all the current science on rehab into a program called the Clinical Exercise Specialist Rehabilitation. Inside the program, I'll teach you to do three things. One, deeply understand how the body works. Two, confidently and expertly rehab literally any client. And three, get results for your clients. So ultimately, your clients tell their friends and you become known as the go-to expert